Good morning. So do you have a good Christmas? What determines whether you have a good Christmas or not? Sometimes I think we focus around all the festive part of Christmas and we really miss the true meaning of Christmas. And last Sunday I wanted to bring us our attention to what Christmas is all about. And didn't have the opportunity, so I thought, well, I guess it just won't be. But then Tarot asked me in the middle of the week, he's kind of under the weather and with his voice anyways, so he asked me to share and then he ended up taking Tim's place at Kids Club, so it all work out. So what is Christmas? <clears throat> I want to turn to Matthew 1 and read a couple verses. Matthew 1, I think I'll just start with verse 21. Of course, we know the, we know the story, and we probably read it to your family, or however you guys do it. But in Matthew 1, verse 21, it says, And she shall bring forth, this was the, uh, the idea of Joseph finding out his bride was pregnant. And he was devastated, and he was thinking of putting her away privately. But then an angel came to him and, and said, She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of, of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold a virgin, and this is a direct quote from Isaiah 7, verse 14. But behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and, thou, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And then you know that Joseph then took Mary to be his wife. So what does that mean to you? When I say, when I read this, God is with you. You know, it probably, I don't know how you think about it, but I think sometimes we miss that when we think of Christmas. We think of, again, of the gifts and the, and the food and so on. But the baby that we have celebrated his birthday is this Emmanuel, God with us. God coming down from heaven and being with us. And then it says he will save his people from their sins. And that's all of us. It wasn't just for the Israelites but it was for all of us. Then I want to go to Luke 2 and read a couple verses. <clears throat> verse 8, starting with verse 8. And I want to focus in 
on what the angel said, not so much the story, but what the angel said, because that's kind of the, the meat behind this thought. And there was in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Again, a quote from Isaiah 7, verse 14. The sign shall be that you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So in thinking of the angels, now you have to remember that at this point in history, there, God had been silent for 400 years. I mean, they were living their life. They were doing the things. Um, the Pharisees were started. The Sadducees started. And there's a lot of religious groups sprung up over that 400 years. But God was silent. The Maccabees um, rebelled, the rebellion and so on. So a lot of things, God was working, but as far as speaking to the people, he was silent during that time. And suddenly, the angel appeared to the shepherds. Now, um, in thinking of God will save his people, meaning all of us, is he came to the shepherds who were the least of the people. They were the least thought of of the people at that time because they were out taking care of smelly sheep. They were not considered as someone that God would use. So the angel appeared to the shepherds and they, he said, or they said, the first angel said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. And I, I don't think I can express the joy that the angels were, were expressing at this time. But the great joy which shall be to all people, or this good tidings, this good news that is about to happen. And the good news is God is coming to you and to us. And that's a news that's worth telling the world. And the, the gospel is not just for us. It's for everyone. It's for the, you know, uh, the Fletchers talk about the, the hillbillies in, in Knox. Um, it's for them. And you can go to Marco Island and be amongst all the rich people in Florida. And it's for them, too. God has come for all people. So whether you feel yourself worthy, whether you feel yourself unimportant, God came for you. 
and he is with us, and he sent his son, and that's who we celebrated his birthday. And then um, the multitude then showed up. Uh, Let's see if I can get uh, verse 14. The multitude of verse 13, the multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. So they were giving glory to God that is in the highest of heavens, but also and on earth. So glory to God in heavens and now glory to God on earth because God is now on the earth with us and praising God. And it says, and goodwill, peace and goodwill toward men. And I know we live in a time where we wonder, where is this peace that this God with us was bringing? And this peace is not the peace of the world, the peace of that there will be no wars, there will be no fightings, and so on. This isn't the peace that he was talking about, but this is the peace of a quiet rest, knowing that you are saved, that this salvation that he's bringing to all people is for you. And do you feel secure in your salvation? And I think we, we struggle with that. Um, people struggle with that. Am I saved? And why do we think that? And I was thinking of that thought in, in my mind and going back and forth. Of what, why do we really feel like, well, am I really saved? And could it be is because you know there's sin in your life? Well, if there is sin in your life, then you, God has given us the grace to deal with it. So I can say you are saved, but now you have to work on that sin that is in your life. Or maybe you feel like you're unworthy, like there's no way I can meet up to God's standard. And so I just, am I saved or not? And we try to do all these things in life to think that maybe God is is that I'm okay with God. And God doesn't want that either because it brings chaos in your life and there is no peace and there is no joy. With God being with us, we should have a peace, even in a chaotic world. With God being with us, And I think that's a challenge that would be for this coming year. Is God, or God is with you. It's not is God with you, but God is with you. Because he sent his son. And that would bring us great joy. And we should, in turn, also, like the angels, be praising God and telling others about him. He did this for us with goodwill. And the goodwill is he did it with great joy, great pleasure um, in the gifts that you gave this year. Did, 
we give it with pleasure, with joy. We gave to whoever you gave gifts for. And God, in the same idea, gave it to the whole world with, with great joy. And it was a pleasure for him to do that for us. This God is Emmanuel. God coming in the form of Jesus, who we just celebrated his birthday, to dwell with us on this earth. Jesus uniting God with man. Up to this point, there was no uniting because sin separated, and the result of sin is death. And so God had to have a sacrifice and high priest that you had to work with you, but God, in a sense, was not with his people. But God, but Jesus coming united God with us. And what a privilege that that is. Uh, John chapter 1. Verse 14, it says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So John was saying that we, that this word became flesh, and we seen his glory, and his glory is real. And he is full of kindness, grace, mercy. He's full of it and truth. And so if you want to know what truth is, it's only in Christ that we have truth. I, uh, we went to the Passion Play this year, and at the end we got a track. It says the bridge between us and God, and, and that's the way it is. You know, God has performed our built that bridge between him and us. And that bridge is Christ. It's not our good works, but it's only Jesus Christ. Now, I had Brad's name for Christmas this year. And with joy, I gave him a gift. Now, what if I would have wrote a little letter to Brad, and his gift is to say that I will be with him this next year. Would that mean anything to him? Well, we can say, well, sort of, you know, I am his dad. But what if, what if I would say that to Sandra? I would say, I'm going to give you, your gift is to give me to you. Would that mean much for her? Well, you can say, well, yeah, you are my brother. But what if it's you? It wouldn't mean much, would it? Because you can look at my faults, you can look at my struggles, you can see who I am. So I would like to present to you who this God is. This God that says, I for my gift, I have given myself to you. 
And I got this from um, the Daily Grace magazine that my wife gets. But this is the God that, that built that bridge and says, you are now dwelling with, we're together. Well, God is eternal. He has no beginning. He has no end. He always was, always is, and always will be. And so we think of, you know, sometimes we can't think in our human minds that. But God always was, so he's always going to be. There will be no end. And that's why we look forward to be, be with him. So that's who, one of the characteristics of God. He is faithful. God is incapable of anything but fidelity. He is loyal, loyally devoted to his plan and purpose. And we have seen this past year of God fulfilling his plan and purpose here in the, in the worlds around us. So God is faithful, and he is incapable of anything. God is good. God is pure. There is no defilement in him, and he is unable to sin, and all he does is good. And I thought about uh, unable to sin. What is sin? It's when you um, go against God's will, because God is good. And, of course, God would sin because he would go against his own self, and God wouldn't do that. So God is always good. God is gracious. God is kind, giving us gifts and benefits we do not deserve. Now, he doesn't give us drones. He doesn't give us all these things that we want, but he gives us those things that are for our good, that we don't deserve. God is holy. God is undefiled, unable to be in the presence of defilement. He is sacred. He is set apart. And we are set apart with him. Incomprehensible and transcendent. God is high above and beyond human understanding. And he is unable to be fully known. And that's where I think if we would just know him like um, Jesus did, why it would be easier. But he showed himself in his word who he is, and people still rejected him. Immutable. God does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So God's grace is good for today. He was yesterday, and he's going to be tomorrow, no matter what situations come into our lives. He's infinite. God is limitless. He exhibits all of his attributes perfectly and boundlessly. And thinking of that in your life, he is limitless to what he can do for you. He is jealous. God is desirous of receiving the praise and affection he rightly deserves. And he does rightly deserve all the glory and praise because of what he has done for us. <clears throat> he is just. God governs in perfect justice. He acts in accordance with justice in him 
There is no wrongdoing or dishonesty. So God is just. There is no injustice in God. Everything he does is good, perfect. God is loving. God is eternal. God is enduringly, steadfastly loving and affectionate. He does not forsake or betray his covenant love. And you know his covenant he has with with his people. God is merciful. God is compassionate, withholding from us the wrath that we deserve. And we do. Like I say, we have done nothing to receive what God has given to us. Omnipotent. God is all-powerful. His strength is unlimited. Remember that this next coming year. Omnipresent. God is everywhere. His presence is near and permeating. 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 How do you say that? Omnipotent. God is all-knowing. There is nothing unknown to him. And God, that's, he knows everything. He knows your future. He knows how you're going to, what you're going to go through in 23. He knows all that. Patient. God is long-suffering, enduring. He keeps ample opportunities for people to turn toward him. So he's very kind to us. We fail. He's patient. And he's willing to pick us up and bring us back. Self-existent. God will not created. God was not created, but exists by His power alone. Again, some things that we don't comprehend, but everything that we have, everything that we see, is has been created, and it's been created by God. Self-sufficient. God has no needs and dependence on anything. On nothing, but everything dependent depends on God. So God is self-sufficient. Everything you need is in God. God is sovereign. God governs over all things. He is in complete control. And sometimes you wonder what God is thinking or doing, but he is in complete control and he is sovereign. He is truthful. God is our measurement of what is fact. By him, we are able to discern true and false because God is truth, and it's only in him that is truth. And God is infinitely knowledgeable and is judicious with his knowledge. So God is all-wise, and, but he is very judicious in his knowledge that he has. And wrathful. God stands in opposition to all that is evil. He enacts judgment according to his holiness, righteousness, and justice. So in, in all that good that God is, God does oppose evil. And he will deal wrathfully with that. So this is the God 
that the angel says came down to be with us. So how does that affect you in, in your life, knowing that, and looking at some of the characteristics of God? How will you look at next year? You know, on a daily basis that you face the trials and the, the good and the bad, can we put that into God's hand and trust in him, in him? There's nowhere you can go to be out of his protection. So if that's the case, he will protect you in every situation of, his, of your life. Will you, do you recognize God in the good of your life? Do you recognize it as being a blessing from God to have good health? Do you recognize it being of God that you have bad health? Because God is in control. And God is working in your life, and he is able to help you through every trial that you have. Going to Isaiah 41, verse 10, I want to read that verse. Um, actually, that this verse was the number one verse that was Googled by people. Uh, kind of like Gary here, I lost my marker. 41, Isaiah 41, verse 10. <clears throat> fear thou not. Fear thou not. Fear of the unknown. Fearing of what could happen. Fearing what I could die through this health thing. Or what could happen to my children? Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not, be not dismayed. Don't be troubled about it, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, so I will give you the strength you need for each thing in life that you face this next year. I will help thee, so I will help you through each trial that you face in this coming year. And I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So I will hold you with my right hand of my righteousness. Can we trust our life into this God, this Jesus, who we celebrate his birthday this coming year? I trust we can. Let's stand for a word of prayer. Our Father, we thank you so much for giving us the opportunity of salvation. And I appreciate the upbringing that I had to, um, to know about you before I gave my life to you. But I do pray, Lord, for those who don't grow up in Christian homes who are in need of salvation, I just pray that you would somehow use people or, or whatever it may be to bring them to you. 
And so as we have opportunities this next year, I pray that we can have that opportunity, uh, use that opportunity in sharing the good news that was given to all people, that you are that bridge to God, and we're grateful for that. I do pray, Lord, for each one here this morning as next year, we don't know what it holds, but we do know that you do hold the future, and so we put our our lives and our hearts and just give it to you and and allow you to help us through to give us that strength to to uh, lift us when we need lifting and we want to yeah just commit our lives to you so just pray for your blessing just bless the message that it may reach our hearts in some way in Jesus name we pray amen <laughs>